You're listening to Be Well With B, where I aim to uplift you through encouragement, information, and the Word of God, while promoting wellness of the spirit, soul, and body. I'm your host, Brittany Neesmith, and welcome back to another episode. Today, we're doing the second part of the Power of Words topic. We're going to talk about how you can build and create a beautiful life for yourself and the people around you. With that being said, let's get into it. Last week, when we discussed the power of words, we talked about how death and life are in the power of the tongue and that words are seeds. We talked about planting negative seeds. So now let's look at planting the right kinds of seeds. So we want to go back over some of the scriptures from last week. Mark 11, 23 to 24. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. It begins with your heart. So whatever you shall say, and if you shall not doubt in your heart, you can have whatever you ask for when you pray. Those things are intertwined. They're braided together. Now, your heart posture is also a concern. Matthew twelve thirty four through 40 says, For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, a man, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bring forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. Your heart posture and how you are as a person, it shows by the words that you say. You can tell, or I can tell, how someone kind of feels about themselves but how they speak about themselves I can tell how someone feels in a moment by the words they're saying they might say they might look one way present themselves one way but then when you hear them speak that's how they are your truth about yourself comes through your words are you someone who has a lot of joy in your life are you someone who actually has a lot of sadness and mourning in your life all that comes out in the words that you say now let's circle our back around so if you say things and you believe them in your heart that's what you get it's a cycle it's a cycle imagine like a little you know imagine i'm drawing your chart i have three dots and i'm gonna connect them all here for you how i am as a person reflects on what i say what i say is reflects on what i get and that reflects on how I feel as a person. It just circles back and forth. Right there. It's a nice little circle. So how do you break the cycle? How do you disrupt a bad cycle? Well, this the next point we're going to talk about is having a repentant heart. Having a repentant heart. So basically nothing else that we talk about the rest of the episode. It's going to do you any good unless you're willing to repent. Repenting means turning away from your sins and iniquity. Iniquity is repeating your sins over and over and over again, knowing that you're doing it. Okay? Repenting isn't just saying, I'm sorry, God. I didn't mean to do that. 
and then go back again and do it again knowingly like oh i'm so sorry i didn't mean to steal this money from my sister but then next week you go back and steal the money again and then you apologize and then three weeks from now you steal the money again and again so that's not really repenting my friend that's your kleptomaniac at that point and you're stealing from your sister so it's kind of really not okay but having a repentant heart means hey i see i've done something wrong god forgive me for the wrong thing i truly am sorry from the bottom of my heart I am going to go out of my way not to do those things again. Now, a month or whatever time passed down the line, you do that thing again. But unintentionally, accidentally, or, you know, you made a decision. Some sense, it's like you know you did it, like you made the decision to mess up again. But God is also forgiving. God is merciful. Lucky for us. I know lucky for me. So... Having a repentant heart is super important. And that's choosing, truly choosing to try to turn away. Choosing to turn away from your sins. Choosing to stop, you know, beating your wife. I don't know. I don't know why that's the example. I'm sorry. Choosing not to, I don't know, cheat on your tests every week. You could just study. You could just study for the test so you don't have to cheat right so there's things that we could do and put in place because the most important part is that you when your heart posture is back right that's when your words are able to move the mountain because that's when your heart is turning from evil to good and then you're able to speak the good things from your heart and then those mountains are able to move because when you speak an evil from your heart all you're doing is making the mountain more sturdy you adding on rocks to the base of the mountain. You're making sure that mountain don't ever move. That's that's not okay. Now, I just want to go over several examples and things in the Bible and kind of like just examples in life on how we can turn, change our words to good, how we can change our environment to good, how we can actually move mountains and you're, you know, think about how massive mountains are and how my words, you're telling me I can go stand at a mountain and it's, you know, I'm a human. I said the base of a mountain is however hundreds of feet, thousands of feet tall. I can tell that thing to move. Well, that's clearly an example of God saying situations sometimes are that size in your life. Sometimes things look like it's, you can't make it move. Like you can't, but you can't push it. You can't pull it. You can't roll it over. You can't, you know, flip it back. You can't do none of this. So something's going to have to make it move. And that's going to be your words. So to make your words work for you, to make your words move that mountain, you have to understand that Jesus spoke in parables. And so clearly the mountain is a parable. I just want to put that out there for those of us who may not understand that part. And there's no shade if you don't. So. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. And there was. And lucky for us, he also made us in his image. So if God said, let there be light, and there was, and he created all the things in this universe, and then he had the forethought to have us be made in the image of him. 
That means we have the creative power out of our mouths to create things. Next example, Jesus cursed a fig tree. I don't know if anybody knows that. He cursed a fig tree. Mark 11, 20, uh, 12 to 25. Jesus is going. It, Jesus is on his way to die. So let's talk about that part. He's on his way to die. He's hungry. Like, they don't know that he's about to die. But, you know, they're going back to Jerusalem. He's hungry. They pass by a fig tree. And let me run over here real quick. He's on a donkey or, you know, whatever. Goes to a tree. There's no fruit on the tree. Jesus is hungry. You know how you get sometimes, you're like, you're real hungry? And you go to, like, the refrigerator. There's nothing there. Nothing. And you kind of get, like, beside yourself. Okay, Jesus is hungry. He goes to a tree. He's supposed to have food on it. There's nothing. He cursed that tree and said that not only you will never bear fruit again. Never. And goes on about his way. And the disciples looking like, dang, Jesus is not that is that deep over the figs? Yes, because when they went back by, that tree had shriveled up. Oh, if Because, again, what is its purpose? If it's not there producing the, fig, the figs, your fig tree not producing figs, why are you still here? It just shriveled up and died. So, your words are powerful. Ezekiel. I like Ezekiel. I like the book of Ezekiel. I don't know. It's kind of wild to me, but I like it at the same time. But chapter 37, Ezekiel speaks to dry bones. He is taken in the spirit uh, by the Lord. And the Lord shows him, like, sends him over a valley. The valley is a bunch of dry bones. A whole bunch of dry bones everywhere. And God asks him, all right, son of man, can these bones live again? He tells God, well, you will be the one to know it. He says, speak to the bones and tell them to, to come back to life. And he does. And the bones start to put themselves back together. And he says, speak to the winds and then have it breathe life into the bones. And it did. So mind you, not just bones, not skeletons, right? So it, it came together as human beings. Right, so the bones, dry bones, came back together with flesh as human beings, making a, a vast, a great exceeding army, as they called it. And so then he was able to breathe life into those bones, into those once dead bones, and create actual humans again from his words. So God continues to illustrate over and over again in the word of God, that our words can make things live. Our words can make things die. Or, one of my son's favorite, you can call Lazarus up out the pit. You can call Lazarus up out of the cave. Lazarus, come on out here, okay? Wake up, come on out, as Jesus did. Raising Lazarus from the dead. I know you're like, but Brittany, that's Jesus. Jesus can do anything. Yeah, and Peter also, after Jesus had died, and the Holy Ghost has come through and uh, revived all the people, you know. He came in for the first time. Peter was going into the synagogue, tells a man to get up and walk, who's been sitting there, you know, forever he was lame. That man was able to get up and walk. You can do the same thing Jesus do. The word says, Jesus tells us that all the things he does, we can do. And more things. Greater work shall you do. So that means if Jesus, okay, if Jesus said there's greater works we can do, Jesus heals people with Jesus' words. 
Jesus sent a word. The man came and tried to get Jesus to come heal his servant. And Jesus was going to go, but he felt like he wasn't good enough to have Jesus in his house. Like, you don't even have to come to my house, Jesus. If you just say it, I know my servant's going to be healed. And it was. That servant was healed in the same hour. So if Jesus is able to do that, and then he also, you know, spoke to the fig tree, and the fig tree uh, uh, died. He healed blind people. He was able to produce all the food after praying and blessing it and passing it out for all the multitudes more than once. Okay. He was able to talk to certain people and let them know that, hey, this is the actual truth. This is the word of God. He being the word of God. Follow me. We're going to make you fishers of men. Jesus did that. There's people set up in the world for that too. So if we're able to do that, or Jesus is able to do that rather, and he says that we're set up to do greater works than he, then correcting how you speak should be nothing. That's child's play. Now, the first person that gets to benefit from the power of your words in a positive way is you. How do you speak to yourself? How do you speak about your situations? How do you speak about the things that concern you? That's the most important thing we're going to start with. So if you have what you say and you believe in your heart, you have to first deal with how you believe about what you believe about yourself, what you believe about your situation, what you believe about your surroundings, your family. And you have to know that God knew what he was doing. He made you. He knew what he was doing when he put you in that family. He knew what he was doing when he gave you what he gave you to start with. Now you're at the point, clearly if you're listening to me, that you have control over your situation. I I don't want to hear that you don't. Trust me, you do. Because first things first is your heart posture. Get that together. Repent. Turn from your evil ways. Things that you choose to do, which no one has control over you but you. Things that you choose to do, turn from those things if they are not of God. That's simple. Some of it's, uh, I could give you that. There's a few things that might be easier said than done, but that's what the power of God is for. So you have to lean on God and not your own understanding on that part. So go ahead, give it to God, and let God do his work. Okay? So after you get your heart posture correct, after you understand that, Yes, you may grow up in this family or in this area, in this situation. That's not where you're intended to stay. God did not create you just to stay down here. If you feel like where you are is down somewhere, you know. God didn't create you for that. First and foremost, we were created to worship him. So you're already doing him a, a disservice if you're not even worshiping him while you're down there. So all of that gets corrected. You're first in most important task is to worship God. That's what we were created for. So start there. Start by worshiping God. And when you're worshiping God, which is actually, you know, that's a whole, it's a tool. So it's a tool to get you to humble yourself, to, to realize who you are and who created you, to humble your heart, to cleanse your heart, to circumcise your heart, cut away all the stuff that doesn't need to be there, and give God his undivided attention that he's been trying to get from you, you know, since you were created. 
get your heart together through worship. Worship God. You can put on music. You can dance. You can sit in silence. You can do whatever you want to do to worship God. But, honey, that's what you got to do first. Your heart isn't going to move until you are giving it to the one who created it. Get your heart and your posture together. You repent. You actually turn from it. You stop stealing from your sister. You stop doing all those things, beating on your wife, you know. All of that's over. Now I'm speaking the good things to come out of the goodness of my heart. So now I can tell those mountains in my life to remove themselves from my life. Because I believe in my heart and I don't doubt that these things are going to move. I believe that... This individual who's always calling me issues, uh, always giving me problems, always doing stuff against me, I'm going to pray that God removes that person from my space, removes that person from my life, and that person's going to go. However God removes them, that's that's to me that person that God. That's not on me. God makes a move out of the state, he move, they move out of the state. If God causes them to move to another job, they move to another job. If God causes them to whatever because, you know, when you play my word, child of God, then anything can come upon you. So, you now can move those mountains. And when those mountains begin to move for you, huh, you can make yourself a clear path. You look over, you see that your people, your family, your friends, your community, whatever, you see them standing in front of their mountains. Now it's time to affect those around us. Now... I could give you this. Sometimes people, you know, people get obstinate at times. But you are the greatest example. Your life is the example. Right? So you, how you live your life and what you do, right? If someone, you're trying to convince somebody who's in the same situation as you to, oh, if you just, you know, say believe in your heart and say the right things that things are going to change that no they're not going to believe you because y'all both are looking the same like how how come it has to change for you right so you have to take care of yourself first take care of yourself first and get yourself to the right place and then you can turn around you can help the next person up you can help the next person up the ladder you can help the next person strengthen their voice you can help the next person understand that the power comes from God, not from themselves, not from their own hands, because some, we're really good at trying to do things by ourselves and then find out that, oh, it's not working, get all frustrated. That's because you're trying to do it by yourself. Some things is just for God to do alone. Some things, there's, there's things that God does with you, and there's some things that you do, and you have to give it completely up to God. Like, okay, God, I did this part. Now the rest is up to you. But you're the example. You're you're the billboard, right? You're the billboard for positive words, not positive affirmations every right and have hanging everywhere, which mean nothing if you don't believe in your heart and not doubt. Which means nothing if you don't have a repentant heart. So affirmations are cute, but they most definitely have to be backed by the word of God and actually do the things that the word says. Now once you get yourself together your people are moving in the right direction. There's something called maintenance. <laughs> you have to maintain where you're at. You have to maintain what you're doing. You got to maintain your thought process. You got to maintain because life, life's all the time. That's what I said. Life, life's 
all the time, which means something gonna happen, you're gonna get thrown these curveballs. And you gotta not let doubt get into your heart. You gotta make sure that your heart stays clean and pure. Right? There's a lot of pure hearted people out here who get polluted by situations and storms of life. Don't let that darken your cloud. That's it, right? Don't let it darken your sky. <laughs> don't let the storms of life, which are going to come, guys. We not, I don't, not a single one of us is going to make it out of here unscathed. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's a news flash for somebody. Not a single one of us. We're all going to go through something. But the difference now is that you're not going through it alone. You're going through it with God, the creator. So the one now you realize that you are... You have power. You have power in your words and in your faith and things like that. And you use that power to change how situations hit you. To change how you respond to the situations. And you also can just change situations by stopping the situation. So, maintenance. Which means you repent not just one time. You repent regularly. You live with a repented lifestyle. Which means... You actually stop doing the things that you should not be doing. Sorry, friends, if we're out there uh, shacking up. (laughs) If we're out there fornicating. If we're out there stealing. If we're out there lying. If we're out there gossiping. If we're out there um, just doing any and everything that we feel like we want to do whenever we want to do it. And then the thing that God's going to say, oh, no, go ahead. You can move the mountain even though your hands are filthy. Your heart is filthy. Everything you're doing is filthy. No. You got to clean up. You got to wash up. If you get a little bit dirty again, go go wash up. Go clean up. Go clean up your heart. Okay? Because you're a human. You're going to do something wrong. (laughs) You're going to do something wrong. And you're going to have to ask for forgiveness. Ask forgiveness. Uh, I ask for forgiveness daily. I repent daily. I might not feel like I have to do some of the things, but you know what? I don't know. I might have accidentally said it or did it or did it, you know, or whatever. I'm just going to repent. <laughs> I'd rather repent and go ahead and get it on over, get it out the way, because I'm, I'm not intentionally going out here trying to do anything I shouldn't be doing. But sometimes, you know, you slip up. You say the wrong thing. You do the wrong thing. Uh, you feel the wrong thing, and you, and you, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff you can do wrong. Either way, I just go ahead and repent because I need to be as clear as possible as I possibly can be to make it to the next stage of my life, to get to the next phase of what I'm trying to get to, to reach the goals I'm trying to get to, to touch the people I'm trying to touch. And I'm not the type of person to be hypocritical and try to say do something but don't do it myself. That's not how I'm made. I'm not. I'm not that person. If I, I will not speak on something that I myself am doing unless I'm saying I know I'm doing something wrong and y'all can help me hold me accountable because I need to stop doing this. That's, you know, I'm that type of person. Don't, I'm not going to say, hey, stop shacking up. And I'm sitting here uh, shacking up with my boyfriend. We're not doing that. We're not. Okay. So repent, clean up your heart maintain your cleanliness that makes it your righteousness your holiness I know this sounds 
strenuous, but it really isn't. It's it's not. I know we live in a world that like continuously throws all kinds of crap our way constantly. But luckily, uh, you don't live. You are in the world, but not of the world. We live in the kingdom of God. So when you wake up and realize, hey, this is not really serving me what's going on right now. Let me figure out what's the problem. What's the problem is that I'm living in the world and acting of the world. So let me just, that's, that's you moving around. Move over here where I'm supposed to be. Okay, now I can, you know, clean up my heart, clean up my words, repent, get my heart circumcised. And now my words are going to move mountains. Not just mountains. Remember, if we're doing, if we're able to do what Jesus, you can heal people. You can cause people to, you can cause people to live again. You can cause dry bones to live again. You can have people who are blind see. You can create anything that you need to with your words. You don't believe me? You ain't fighting with me. You fight with God and the Word of God. You ain't fighting with me. That's what the that's what the Bible says, right? That's that's who you need to go have the argument with. That's not a debate. It, I'm just going off what they say. All right. Now, I just want to take a moment to decree and pray the Word of God over you as you begin to change your entire world for better with your words. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Repent, then, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks a good man out of a good treasure of his heart brings forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things for verily i say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. I want to thank you for joining me today and tuning in to another episode of Be Well With Be. If this episode resonated with you, please subscribe, comment, rate, and review the podcast. Your feedback will mean the world to me. Until next time, I appreciate you for spending time with me on this journey to complete wellness. See you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.